That's Leanna Crawford with Truth I'm Standing On. I'm Victory 91.5. It's Corey, and I'm here talking to our general manager, Ray Haynes, and we're going to have all of this on the More Music app under the podcast, also on our blog, which is blog.victory.radio. Yeah, all the notes. And we're talking about Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. This is maybe something that a lot of people haven't studied or looked into what this means personally for us. Yeah, and that's why we come on and uh, talk and share and just engage you so you can encounter God, hopefully encounter Jesus more and more every single day, but especially around these appointed times that he's called. We're looking at kind of a different perspective. We haven't actually jumped into Pentecost yet because I believe uh, one of the things we've seen this year in this very unusual year of ours is a glimpse of the end times that we're getting this. We've seen an unusual thing all across the face of the earth and very much like World War One, World War II, we're getting this glimpse and it just so happened in all of these that uh, when things began, they began on Purim. So we're looking back at Purim, which is early March, March 8th, and we that was when this coronavirus, which means crown, came on the scene. And so the question is, why uh, would these things happen on Purim, whether it's World War I or World War II, both significant events starting on Purim? Well, it's the only feast day specifically about a crown, mentioned that before, a king, and a conqueror bent on conquest. The rabbinical holiday of Purim remembers when the Jews of Persia faced an evil conspiracy and extermination at the hands of an evil man named Haman, who was the descendant of King Agag of the Amalekites. From their earliest days, God commanded Israel to blot out the very name of the Amalekites, but the Jews mostly ignored this command. Israel had to defeat them to enter the Promised Land, but never finished the job, and that that failure still haunts them as Amalek's bloodline included the Romans, the Nazis, and the Stalinists. So it was a bad call not to do what he said. A Jewish girl named Esther became queen of Persia. Uh, there's your crown. But no one knew she was Jewish. Soon after, the evil Haman was elevated to a place of authority. There's your crown again. By a king and demanded all to bow to him. So you have a crown giving authority. Again, fits in very well with that whole concept. A Jewish man named Mordecai, who was the uncle of of Queen Esther's refused because he could only bow to God. So Haman hatched a plot for the king to not only kill him, but to order all the Jews to be killed in the entire kingdom on one day. This was a massive kingdom. So a conqueror bent on conquest. So again, unique in all of the feasts of the Lord. Purim. Uh, Esther revealed her Jewishness to the king, asked him to intervene, and he had Haman and his ten sons killed. Mordecai was given his authority. So again, that crown giving authority. The king signed a new edict granting the Jews in every city the right to assemble, protect themselves, specifically to destroy, kill, and annihilate the armed men of any nationality who might attack them. So you got that conqueror bent on conquest again. The Jews won a great victory, and Esther eventually became the mother of Darius II. He would carry her Jewish bloodline and later help rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. And remember, early on I told you we're looking at horses. We're also looking at seals. Here's an interesting one because the lamb, Jesus, is opening the seals. And that means that when we deal with these things, it's not all bad news and destruction. Whatever happens ends with God's will being done. Well, the first seal from God actually comes to cancel a bad seal. 
One seal condemns the Jews, another seal empowers them. Esther 3.12, they run out in script all Haman's orders to the king's satraps. They were written in the name of King Xerxes himself and sealed with his own ring. So you got that seal, but then by the end of the book, now write another decree in the king's name and behalf of the Jews, as seems best to you. Seal it with a king's signet ring, for no document written in the king's name and sealed with this ring can be revoked. So you have these seals again, and these seals, one tries to kill them, but the other is their salvation. Now, just to get you to understand perm history, Nazi attacks against Jews were often coordinated with Jewish festivals. In Poland, on Purim in 42, 10 Jews were hanged to avenge the hanging of Haman's 10 sons. The Nazis murdered over 5,000 Jews, mostly children, in the Minsk ghetto that day. All of the victims were shot and buried alive on Purim. In 1943 on Purim Eve, over 100 Jewish doctors and their families were shot. And oddly enough, remember that bloodline of Amalek? The Soviet leader, Joseph Stalin, was suddenly paralyzed on Purim in 1953, died four days later. Why do we watch out for leaders that don't immediately present themselves as evil? Adolf Hitler banned the observance of Purim early on and ironically stated in a speech in 1944 that if the Nazis were defeated, the Jews would celebrate a second Purim. In ancient Persia, the ten sons of Haman were hanged on his gallows. In 1946, at Nuremberg, ten convicted Nazis were hung during the Days of Awe, right before Yom Kippur. In an odd bit of irony, Hermann Goering, an 11th Nazi sentenced to hang, committed suicide that morning in what was a striking parallel to Haman's 11th child, a daughter, who also committed suicide. Why do we watch out for leaders that don't immediately present themselves as evil? You may not know, but Adolf Hitler... He obviously believed Jews were inferior and a threat to purity and community, but in public speeches and in Mein Kampf, which he wrote in prison in 23, Hitler claimed to be a Christian. <laughs> Amazingly enough, the Nazi party promoted their version of positive Christianity, even described Jesus as an Aryan fighter. Talk about an abomination. It would be the Antichrist Hitler's attempts to identify with Jesus. That is an abomination. Every Nazi belt buckle was embossed with the motto, God uh, will go mit uns, which is God is with us. But in his private diaries, Nazi propaganda minister Joseph Goebbels wrote that Hitler was a fierce opponent of the Vatican and Christianity, though he forbid him to leave the church for tactical reasons. Uh, Hitler also predicted a general European war that would result in the extermination of the Jewish race in Germany, yet not one nation took him at his word when the persecution, internments, and Aryanization swept across Germany in the 30s, even despite eyewitness testimonies ending up on the shores. So when we see evil at a distance, our tendency is to accuse ourselves of being judgmental. When the spirit of deception helps evil make its way in close, we're a victim not so unlike the ones we ignored. So that's part of the reason for sharing and looking through history and then looking in our own day at Purim when this coronavirus pops up and you see new faces popping up in authority. So I'll leave you this Purim with this thought in Revelation 3. Take your crown back. See, a place before you an open door that no one can shut. I know that you've little strength, yet you've kept my word and have not denied my name. Since you've kept my command to endure patiently, I'll also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come on the whole world to test the inhabitants of the earth. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. And the promise, the one who is victorious, I'll make a pillar in the temple of my God. Never again will they leave it. I'll write on them the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which is coming down out of heaven from my God. And I will also write on them my new name. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's Perm.
We also had Passover, the second feast, which would be the second horse, second seal. We'll talk about that next. Coming up, we're going to hear from Chris August. His song, Gave You My Heart, is so catchy. It's a good one. But first, we're going to hear from one of our morning show partners, Frazier Roofing. Hi, I'm Dominic of Frazier Roofing.